0: Ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna take you all the way down in New Orleans this time. Competition is on. Competition is on. Competition is on.
1: Competition is on. Competition is on. Competition is on. Competition is on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Monday edition of Hard to Paint with David Grub. Joining me today is a frequent guest and friend of mine, Mr. George Beck. Now, George, how you doing? Welcome back to the show.
0: David, I'm great, brother. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be on your show, man. I enjoy your work. Um, How are you?
1: And, you know, um, we're in full form of basketball season and um, I'm still doing uh, the two lane play by play. But that should be wrapping up soon. I got there. I think I have three more games. I mean, color commentary. So I got th- like three more games with them and I uh, just you know just keep trying to keep things rolling man and support folks and and um and just see what because you know it never stops and at the same time you don't know what's coming either and it's so hard right now in this covid world to plan anything so it just you know and i'm sure you know as well it's just constantly trying to recalibrate yourself
0: absolutely Absolutely, man. But you, you do an amazing job, man. I'm proud of the work you've been doing, man. So keep that up.
1: I appreciate that so much. Um, it's been a weird week. And I, I talk Pelicans so much that, you know, sometimes I just like, I got to let that go. So I'm going to let the Pelicans go for a minute.
0: But we got <laughs> enough on the okay. football
1: field to talk right. plenty. And and I think the biggest thing, certainly the biggest thing in, in Louisiana right now is Drew Brees' and his status. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the anticipation, the the expectation was that last week he would have made his announcement. Cause Mm -hmm. Sean Payton said, we expect to hear something in a week or two. That Mm -hmm. week or two has passed. Then we get Drew Brees videos of him pushing weights up a hill and people tagging it as he's never done this before. Then you throw into it, the Russell Wilson thing, and you got the got Mayor Cantrell in New Orleans saying, "Russ Sierra, come on, we we want you." And the fans have already moved on. A, it 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 seems to me have moved on past Drew Brees. It seems as if some of the team has moved on past Drew Brees, but it doesn't seem like Drew Brees is ready to be moved past.
0: Nah, it it, it really doesn't, man. Drew Drew is like that typical aging athlete, you know, that's just hanging on. And and, and I'll say this about Drew, you know, like everybody gives Drew his props for the way he carries himself and for, for the individual that he is and the family man and all that good stuff. But I'll say this, Drew Brees is a little bit more of a diva than what people really give him credit for. You know what I mean? And I think now it's really, really starting to show because it reminds me of when Brett Favre was, was, you know, toward the end of his Packers Mm -hmm. career. You remember that? Where he he was supposed to retire, then he wasn't going to retire. You know, you brought up Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson let Drew Brees start in the Pro Bowl last year because he was supposed to retire, and he said he was. Then he ended up coming back. Now he wants to come back again. I mean, it's it's past him because – You know, as a fan, you and I, we've been Saints fans for a long time. And there's little subtle things that you could kind of see the way like, okay, you know, you remember when Drew used to hype up the team Mm -hmm. and everybody used to react to him and everybody was just fired up? He don't get that same reaction anymore, kind of like what you said about the team moving on. Um, Sean Payton has to insert Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston on a trick play anytime he wants to throw deep now because Drew's arm has gotten so weak. So I, I think it's time, but if you notice the subtleties of what How Breeze and his wife have been moving, you know, mm-hmm. like we talked about the, the how Brittany Breeze was like, yeah, Drew his rotator cuff was all that, but was tore up, and he had the, the foot injury, and, and obviously he had the eleven ribs uh, that was broken. When she said that after that after they lost to the Bucks, yep. I was like, Drew is coming back. Drew is coming back because he's setting out the narrative to say, hey, man, I was hurt. I played badly because I was hurt. And if I was healthy, I wouldn't be that bad. I think he's coming back.
1: Because, I mean, in, in that video, yeah, you, you know, he talked about all these injuries and he's pushing his stuff up the, up the hill and looking like an right. Iron Man or whatever. And it's like, that's not what you do when you're retiring. That's not what you do. And, and I think it puts the Saints in a really dangerous position. Because this isn't like when Peyton Manning fractured his neck and had to have surgery and was gone for a year. The Bucks get—I mean, uh, the Colts got the number one pick and drafted his replacement. This isn't that situation. You could—you you mm-hmm. couldn't just write, write it off like that. But like you said, the, I think the important thing is we have to start being honest in the conversation about Drew Brees. Right. The diva stuff is legit. Because, quite frankly, Drew Brees has people want to talk about the defense. But in the last, what since since what twenty seventeen when they lost mm-hmm. the, the, the um, Minnesota Miracle, mm-hmm. the Saints have never haven't scored more than twenty three points in any playoff game. Right, that's on Brees. We're talking about a it's- dude in this time. What is it? I think 11 touchdowns and uh, something like eight interceptions in uh-huh. his last five or six playoff games. Uh-huh. So everybody wants to say the defense, but the defense has done its job. You played the, the Rams. And you, you played the Rams. You should have beat the Rams. The defense didn't have a problem in that game. When you lost to Minnesota, at home, the defense wasn't the, it wasn't their fault. When you when you barely beat Chicago twenty-one to nine, the defense did his job. You scored all your points in the set, in the first half against the Bears, and couldn't put any more in. And then you go up against Tampa team that you beat twice, and at home you put up twenty against them. And mm-hmm. Breeze throws three picks.
0: Right, He's if, if, big if, right in the middle of it. Oh yeah, and, and, and look, but but David, look at the three picks though. So so one of them you could put that on on Jared Cook because he dropped one of them. But you look at the second, the the first two. Mm-hmm. Those interceptions were the right decision, and he couldn't get enough on the ball to complete the pass. That's huge. Like like you know what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. if you could go out there and make the right decision. But your arm isn't strong enough to complete the pass. And it wasn't like no no Aaron Rodgers type of passes. Like these were completable passes that he wasn't physically able to complete. Man, I'm telling you, it's it, it's over it's over for him. Like like you said, the last four playoff games, the Minnesota Miracle. People talk about the Minnesota Miracle, but what people don't talk about is the offense had to make an incredible comeback in the second half because they did nothing in the first half. Yep. Um The Rams game. The Rams game, that was that bad pass interference call, which should – which well, no call. It should have been a call. But people forget we had the ball to win the game and Breeze threw an interception. So that's a problem. Um, The Vikings game, the only reason why we were in that game because Taysom Hill was in the game and he was running the ball. We couldn't throw for anything. And then, like you said, against the Bucks, those three interceptions. So Drew Breeze – Honestly, his career has been extended because Sean Payton has been so brilliant to to put him in very winnable positions. But in the postseason, you can't hide him. What the the defenses are doing, they're, they're crunching down, they're condensing the box, and they're daring him to throw deep, and he can't. So while Drew Brees, I get it, he's the greatest saint of all time, he led us to a Super Bowl win. He's been this Hall of Fame, first ballot Hall of Fame caliber player for years, but it's time. Like the, like, the the point is, we will not win another Super Bowl with Drew Brees as quarterback. And as long as he stays and the Saints win 9, 10, 11 games, they're not going anywhere as a franchise. Nope. So I, I think it's time for the, for the Saints, even though, even though, like, it's very unlikely, it's time for the Saints to tell Drew that they're moving on. Because notice what he did. You know, the Saints are in salary cap hell this year, mm-hmm. and and Drew Brees uh, renegotiated his deal the way he's making veterans minimal. So a lot of people said he did that to retire, but he doesn't need any more money. I think he's gonna play under that. But it, it's just because still gets his he still, for, gets, his, time he
1: still for- gets the guaranteed cash. That's what he's worried right. about. It ain't the salary. Nobody cares about the salary at that stage. You what you heard about is the guarantees. And the Saints had to move his guarantees. So he's still going to make that money.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So it's going to seem like, "Oh man, he's paying, he's uh he's moving down the veterans minimum, but he's going to make his money anyway." You know, cuz like you said, you're not pushing up a sled up a hill to go put on that NBC blazer. Nope. You know, like he wants to look jacked up to be on 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 uh, on Sunday Night Football. No, you know he. I think he's coming back, but but David is. It's time for for the Saints to move on from Drew Brees. It's time.
1: I mean, it, the the honest fact is, since they won the Super Bowl, we're talking about now twelve years. Mm-hmm. Twelve years now. Mm-hmm. And in those twelve years, you had one NFC Championship appearance.
0: One. Yeah, that's ridiculous. You know. So the 2011 team should have won the Super Bowl.
1: Well, yeah, the sure. San Francisco game was, you know, obviously we, that game was insane, um, and there were some things that happened in that game. But the facts are the facts. You know what I'm saying? Like you right. can't change the fact that you shouldn't have lost to Seattle. You know. At and, all. You shouldn't have lost to Minnesota, like you said, because the offense did nothing in the first, in the first half. half. You nothing. put the whole burden on the defense in that game, and that was the year that that's those were guys were rookies on that defense. You know, that's right. that's the years when Marshawn and thats his rookie year. That's that's when Marcus Williams, just Marcus Williams, too. These guys are all just yeah. their first year. So you put that burden on them, and you're supposed to be the guy to make sure that this this doesn't happen. And we've seen, too, I think, part of this is that a lot of what Drew does, and nobody could tell me otherwise on this, I believe that Drew Brees changes plays to get – he knows what his yardage is. He knows what his touchdowns are. He knows what Tom Brady's are. He knows what Peyton Manny's are. He knows all those things. And I firmly believe that he wants that yardage because he still tries to get those attempts up over 30, 35 attempts and you have Alvin Kamara in the backfield, and he should have had – Alvin Kamara could have, should have scored 30 touchdowns this year.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's, especially if you have a game with six. Yeah, absolutely you should score 30. And, and think about how dynamic of a player Kamara has been, you know. Um, but, you, you know, again, to, to your point, I agree with you, because if you look at Sean Payton's play calling, when Drew Brees doesn't play quarterback, dude has been spectacular. Dude has been brilliant. You know, the five games he won with Teddy Bridgewater, yep. even the uh, the four, um, he played with Taysom. He went three and one. Taysom was completing about 70%, 65%, 70% of his passes, and Taysom can't go through progressions. Nope. Not a one. He, at all. Not one. And and he has a high completion rate. But, you know, when you talk about these numbers, and, and, and Drew's numbers are inflated. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I'm gonna tell you what stat to me stands out, right? So you're completing about 70% of your passes consistent. You know, if you're if you have that high of a completion rate, why is your why is your yards per attempt like 6.7, 6.8,
1: 6.9? Consistently below league average.
0: Consistently and, and, and you got the highest percent like. I can understand if somebody like, I, I, I don't know, somebody like Derek Carr is 6.9 yards per attempt because he's throwing the ball off and he has a lot more incompletions to take away from that average, right? Mm-hmm. But if Drew Brees is throwing 70% of his passes, why is his yards per attempt so low? Because he's throwing the ball. He's throwing screens every other play. He's throwing slants. He's throwing these little five-yard outs that look like it takes two years to get there. You know, like his career has been extended by this system that Sean Payton is running. And I, I don't know, man. It, it's just, it's frustrating to watch. But yeah, you're right. He goes for the yardage. He he wants to break the records. And he's not, he's not even gonna be able to break the records because Tom Brady is not showing any signs of slowing down while he has and it's not a criticism it's just for the time is undefeated and 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 Drew you've you've been great but man it's, at 41 42 years old man you can't this, this ain't for you anymore he he just needs to hang it up
1: yeah it's just it's it's time and it, honestly 3 years ago it was time i mean if we really want to be truthful 3 years ago it was time because the Saints yeah. had to modify so much of what they did offensively to compensate, like you said, for him, the way that the only reason we know who Taysom Hill is is because of the things that Drew Brees can't do. Exactly. And-
0: exactly. Man, look, I was watching. You know, I was watching some old film on the Saints. Like I, I want to say that 2011 opener when they mm-hmm. played the Green when he played Green Bay, and I was watching Drew. I was like, God. This is what this dude looked like back in because you, you you watch him every Sunday, but to watch him from ten years ago, he was so much better. He was so surgical. He was so precise. He was he was he was amazing. And and to watch him play today, he's a shell of himself. You know, like another example, Sean Payton is the type of coach where he has tendencies, right? If you watch him enough. You can you can predict what he's gonna do.
1: Oh yeah, we there was a point in, <laughs> yes. yeah,
0: yeah, you know, so you know, you and me both, we can sit and watch a game together. We're gonna we're gonna guess the plays he's gonna run, and we'll probably probably be right 75 to 80 percent of the time, right? So the Saints get the ball between the 50 yard line and the opponent's forty five yard line. First down, Sean Payton was always taking the shot. Yep. Every time. You don't even see that anymore. Unless, unless you see seven in the game.
1: Or unless you or, or, or see or Alvin Kamara break one. He, like, he has to turn <laughs> chicken shit right. into chicken salad all the time. Like, right. he was catching balls so far behind. Like, he was catching balls two yards behind the line of scrimmage so often this season and having to turn those into things because, again, Brees cannot throw him open. And that's the thing that people, like you said, he can no longer throw people open. And in the NFL, that is the most important characteristic for a quarterback. You have to be able to get it ahead of that receiver. And and Brees can't do that anymore. So the timing is everything for him. That's why. And if I'm Michael Thomas, quite frankly, I'm kind of pissed too because I can't get any respect on my name. I can't get any respect on my name across the league because they calling me Slant Boy because he can't throw nothing but slants.
0: This is true, but I'm, I'm going to tell you something else too. Michael, on the flip side of that coin, Michael Thomas's value is higher because he plays with Drew Brees. Because that's what he does and he can and, – and they have to force him to ball. You put Michael Thomas in the offense with Sean Payton offense with like somebody like Russell Wilson, that ball is getting spread around and Mike doesn't get those numbers. So I, I, I feel where you're coming from. And Mike does have to work harder because he's playing with Breeze, but they wouldn't, Mike wouldn't get half of the catches with somebody else at quarterback because that ball would be going down the field. You see Emmanuel Sanders stretch the field. You would see Callaway get some balls. You would see Troutman and, and uh, not Jerry jo- not Cook because he ain't going to be there. Josh Hill, you would see everybody involved. So while I agree with you, on that sense, because that's all he does run. Because Drew can't throw, but I don't think he would get as many catches coming his way. And it's not like he's Julio Jones, right? Like he's not that type of receiver. So I think he, I think he, he benefits from Drew.
1: Right. I mean, obviously they they benefited from each other, and, and true,
0: and, agreed.
1: And but I I would say that you know there are more routes that Mike Thomas can run. Oh, absolutely. And we've seen on occasion because he and Teddy actually had good chemistry. I agree. He just, he wasn't around a lot for Taysom because he was hurt, but he and Teddy had good chemistry. And there were times when he was able to go down the field. Uh, The problem for a lot of, for his career too, has been the Saints haven't had a legitimate second threat since he got there. Emmanuel Sanders was really the first one that you were like, okay, you could trust him. You can Mm -hmm. trust Emmanuel Sanders. But, right. I, but overall, what does this mean in your mind too? Because if if Breeze says he's coming back, then you're stuck now with Breeze and Taysom because Jameis ain't coming back to do this again.
0: No, he, he's not. And and now is the time to get a quarterback. You know, and I think at this point, the Saints need as an organization needs to tell Drew, hey, we love you and we appreciate everything you've done, but you're not our starting quarterback no more. Like, the Saints, it's up to the Saints to tell him that because if Brett Favre could be told that and and he Joe could Montana go play with the Jets, Joe Montana could get told that. Joe Montana got told that. Now, granted, he had Steve Young, but still, that was Joe Montana. The Saints could tell Drew Brees, hey, man, look, you're not our guy anymore because the greatest thing that happened was Matthew Stafford, Matthew Stafford's deal, and uh and, and Carson Wentz's deal. Yep. Like those were very reasonable deals for, for franchise quarterbacks. And Russell Wilson's not happy. Uh Deshaun Watson's not happy. Or hell, you could get Jameis to come back for about 15 mil.
1: And, T- and Teddy Bridgewater back on the market too because the, the Panthers are looking for somebody else themselves. There are still yeah. a lot of quarterbacks. And look, we ain't even talking about Cam Newton, who may have to go back up somewhere, but Cam is going to change. Like there are so many quarterbacks this year. And then you can't play for Victor's
0: minimum last year.
1: And then you're talking about eight or nine that are going to get drafted this year, with probably four of those as starters from day one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so this is the time. You have to do it now. You have yes. to. You got to pull the Band-Aid off right now. Because, well, like you said, you keep winning double digits. You, you Sure, you can keep doing that. And you'll keep losing in the first or second round because you cannot stretch the field. And in the playoffs, if you can't make a big play. And,
0: and, you, can't, and you can't keep running out Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill to throw the ball deep. Because now it's like they know they got you. Yep. we know what's going on when they when they get in the game. And and, and think about think, think about this, David. Like the New Orleans Saints can't keep wasting this roster. This is the best talent the Saints have ever had. These are the best rosters the Saints have had since they've started playing football in 67. Yep. The New Orleans Saints or the are, the, are, the, are the, the only team in history to win something like 49 regular season games in a four year stretch and not have a Super Bowl appearance. Like, they've won more games than anybody in the regular season the last four years, you know, and, and they haven't done anything with it. Like, how long can you waste this type of talent? You got Demario Davis on defense, who's first-team All-Pro, look like every year. Cam Jordan is – you wasted his prime. You know, you got a very good secondary. You got a good interior D-line. You got good skill position. You got good receivers. You got one of the best, if not the best, running back in the NFL right now. You got a solid offensive line. Like this doesn't come all all the time. There's teams that would beg for this. Yep. You can't keep wasting this trying to hold tr- for Drew Brees to hold on to his glory years. You just can't do it as a yeah. franchise. You can't do it. I, I love Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. I love him. You know, my favorite player of all time. You know, despite despite his ignorant comments, you know, uh, he he's very very not woke, if, for lack of a better term, when it comes to. Social issues. Yeah. But he was the, but he was, he was a good player for a long time on my favorite team. He was the only guy to ever be on a Madden cover in the Saints uniform. Like, I, I appreciate his career and I root for him, but it's over. It's over. It's, he's done. The Saints need to move on. Like you said, it's time. They got everybody available. You got long term options. You got you got to make the deal, and Mickey Loomis is a financial wiz. I have confidence in him that he's gonna figure out this uh this salary cap and get and get a some good a good roster on the field next year, especially with the pieces he's got already locked up. Sean Payton, I, I'm confident in his coaching. You know, to where he could he could put a quarterback in position to win. He just needs a guy to get the rock down the field. You know, and it, it, it's over, bro. Like. Drew, it's time to go. Like, it's time. Man, go be with your family. Go go call games for NBC. Do something. Like, it's over.
1: Get the gold watch, you know, and wait your five <laughs> right. years and go again. Right. And, and everything is cool. I mean, it, it's just, it's like a fighter who, who wants to stay in the ring. And it's like, but you can't protect yourself anymore. People will look at some of the games and they'll say, but look, he still got it. And it's like, any Dude. great player can get it up for a game or two. Absolutely, he's
0: still Drew Brees. But you, and, you cannot know, like,
1: sustain it. You can't do it. You, not, not
0: 19 but, times. Think, think about it. I know it's a completely different sport, but my favorite athlete is Michael Jordan. When he was with the Wizards, I see Michael Jordan go for 40 points one night. Yep. Next night he's getting he's going for two. He's still Michael Jordan, but at the same time, he, he can't get up every night like that. You know, same thing with Drew. Like, like you said, the uh I think it was the Colts game a couple years ago where he's almost almost had a perfect game, mm-hmm. and people are like, "Oh my God, he still got four five years left." No, you're crazy. You know he's still Drew Brees. He could get up for a game or two, but those games are fewer and further in between. And he's always changing plays in the huddle. We don't we don't run the ball enough. Nope. He can't he can't he can't deliver that on a week to week basis like he could. Ten years ago, it is time. He needs to just retire. Hopefully, there's hopefully the Superdome could be full in the fall with this with this COVID situation, and we could bring him out on the 50 yard line at halftime of the first game, and he could get a standing ovation.
1: Or you let him lead him out the huddle and and all that out of the tunnel at the beginning. Do the thing. Do one more of the big cheers and let everybody you know, know, who that thing and.
0: Put put him put him in a ring of honor immediately, get it over with. Yeah, do all you know, just do all that good stuff. But it, just I, I don't want to see him on the center of the wall. You know, he looks very shack with the Celtics to me right now.
1: And I think what people also are have gotten spoiled because it's 15 years, that is an unusually long run in the NFL of good fortune. And oh, absolutely. when it comes to an end like it does for every team as New England is feeling it right now. They may rebuild pretty quickly, they may or they may not. We don't know. But when it ends, it ends bad. It always does. You you look at this and you see where the Saints are and you say 12 years and you couldn't get another ring. Man, would you, it
0: <laughs> Would you see David, you know where we are? We're we're San Francisco around 91-92ish. We could we could go down in flames. Like we yep. can extend this thing with the roster we got right now, mm-hmm. like like I think if the Saints get a guy, even if the Saints don't make a deal for Russell Wilson or, or Deshaun Watson, right? Let's say they just roll with Jameis. They roll with Jameis. Jameis can take them where they need to go because the talent he has around him. Yep. This ain't, this ain't Tampa Bay two years ago, you know, because the defense is already a finished product. The defense was getting better in Tampa, but they weren't there yet. And number two, and most importantly, Sean Payton's offense is more like the old school Bill Walsh offense just with all kind of wrinkles instead of that vertical, uh, what is no risk no biscuit stuff Bruce Arians run. Right. So Jameis would instantly, by the offense, even if he didn't learn anything last year, the, the turnovers would be cut down immediately because he's not taking as many risks. But he can stretch the field. So, the, so you wouldn't see that eight, nine, ten people in the box that Drew Brees saw in the playoffs and you can actually compete in the playoffs. I think the time is now to move on and the Saints can still be good because if they hold on to Breeze too long, they're going to lose everything.
1: I think that there were a lot of players last year who felt like they were their opportunity was squandered. I think that there are a lot oh. of guys because people say, with Drew, you know, I, one of the things that bothers me about Saints fans is that they say Drew Brees earned the right to, to do whatever he wants wanted with the franchise because of what he's done. That's not true. 52 other guys on that active roster every week, and they want to win a Super Bowl. -hmm. And I just don't think it's fair to them. And I, I I, I firmly believe that some of them think that they got cheated out of a chance.
0: Oh man. And and you know what else too? And, And I know this is another topic, but it, that was evident against Philadelphia. When you saw the frustrations on the sidelines, when the ultimate, example of white privilege with Taysom Hill starting quarterback, you know, where, where you saw guys like really for Alvin Kamara in particularly frustrated with how Taysom is playing the position. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, you know, cause this team, this team, and I know this sounds crazy. I sound like a Spall fan, but 12 and four in a loss in the divisional round with the roster, the Saints had, wasn't was a very underachieving team you know like that team that team was built to go to the super bowl tampa looked like they couldn't touch the saints in a regular season and tampa goes to win the super bowl you know what i mean like it is I'm, I'm with you the, the opportunity was squandered the team should have been frustrated with Drew Brees playing quarterback. They should have been frustrated with
1: Taysom Hill playing quarterback those four games. But Sean Payton showed you how much he trusted Taysom in the Denver game.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Not, which is not very much. No,
1: he wouldn't let him no. throw it. He said, "Don't throw no. it."
0: He he should, he shouldn't trust him. Like because even when Taysom did complete passes, like he can't go through progressions. Nope. He stared down Mike Thomas and uh and Jared Cook the whole time. And completed it because the dudes was wide open, but you know, Taysom ain't a quarterback. And, no. and I and I also feel like if Taysom was black, he'd be a tight end. But you know, just Taysom's value to me is the highest at what Taysom does. He's not Steve Young. Stop trying to make him Steve Young because he doesn't have the,
1: the accuracy. talent to be <laughs> yeah, he doesn't the have brain. the accuracy to do that. Like, right. I, I'm not saying he, he's stupid, but, he, like, you don't become a quarterback at age 30. No, you don't. And, and
0: he's not going to. It, I don't think he has it in him, to be honest, David. But even if he even if he did have it in him, he's still not going to be able to do it by having to go to receiver meetings, having to go to special teams meetings, going to running back meetings, and, and quarterback meetings. No, he's got to stay in the room if, if he if that's what he's going to do. But, you know. I think his value is where he's at and he's, I don't understand the infatuation with him being a starter from the jump.
1: You brought up the ring of honor and currently there are six people in that ring of honor. And we've Mm -hmm. talked about this offline a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. So you got Morton Anderson, Tom Benson, Ricky Jackson, Archie Manning, who I still, again, I have, I still have never understood the Saints fan base obsession with Archie Manning, but whatever Willie Rofe. And then Will Smith, which was a big problem to me, that he jumped in my mind a lot of more deserving people.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna Um, give
1: you some names, and I'm gonna see, and I'm not gonna rank them, but I'm just gonna give you the names that I think would all have gone before Will mm -hmm. Smith: Jim Moore, Jim Finks, Sam Mills, Pat Swilling, Vaughn Mm -hmm. Johnson, Dave Mm -hmm. Waymer. Marcus mm-hmm. Colston, Joe Horn, mm-hmm. Wayne Martin, mm-hmm. Deuce McAllister, and I can mm-hmm. even make a case for Eric Martin.
0: Yeah, absolutely. In Aaron Brooks before Will Smith.
1: I mean, Will Smith had two two really good years, but for most of his career, he was a, a solid but unspectacular lineman.
0: Will Smith, to me, like you said, okay, let's let's compare him to let's compare him to his position, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I want to get back to some of the names you just mentioned. But his position, like you said, uh, Wayne Martin was better. You know. Uh, Darren Howard I mean, Did Will Howard Smith I mean,
1: did Will Smith make a pro
0: role? He made one. I mean, he might, maybe I he one, made yeah. one, yeah. Yeah, Darren Howard and Charles Grant were, like, just as good as Will Smith.
1: Leroy Glover you know, was better.
0: Leroy Glover was absolutely better. You are right about that. You know, I forgot about him. But, you know, like. I think you know he, you know I guess the way he passed, people were emotional about it. But Will, but Will Smith leapfrogged a lot of people. I think Archie Manning leapfrogged a lot of people. People like you said the fan base is in love with Archie Manning. I guess because he didn't die behind that terrible offensive line the Saints had in the seventies. Maybe I don't know. But and and look Ricky Jackson. I love Ricky Jackson. I got I had an opportunity to meet Ricky Jackson and uh, Vaughn Johnson. Love him to death. But when you talk about Ricky Jackson, to me, I don't know how you talk about Ricky Jackson and not bring up Sam Mills, Vaughn Johnson, Pat Swilling. Like, those four, they should have been in the ring of honor together. It yep. should be a statue outside the Superdome of them four together, Yep, in my opinion. You yep. know, like, those, those guys carried the franchise, in my opinion, for what, six, seven years? You know, where the Saints never had a losing record before Sean Payton and Drew Brees, six, seven years without a losing record was inconceivable. in Wallace.
1: You know what I mean? It's like they made like uh, the thing I always say is once the Dome Patrol came together, they turned the Superdome from a place where you where you expected people to come in and just, you know, whoop the Saints asses. As they did many a Sunday and I was there for them. Right. right. They turned it into a place that people didn't want to come to because it was exactly. so loud, because when Pat was coming around one edge and Ricky was coming around the other, and Vaughn and, and Sam were up the middle, and people forget, only one of their teammates during that time made the Pro Bowl. One. Right.
0: Right. Man, look. And, and honestly, the secondary wasn't that great
1: by Adam. No! <laughs> we're talking about Toy Good. And, Like I said, Dave Wehmer <laughs> was the only one that was a legit corner that they had at that time.
0: But, but wouldn't Dave Wayman live little bit before them though? Or no, Wayman was that.
1: Remember Waymer, Waymer and and uh, left in. Um, he was on the team in eighty seven when they made the playoffs. He was on the team. Right. I think he left in ninety. I think he left in either okay. ninety or ninety one. But Dave, Dave was bad. Dave was, they, bad, they was on.
0: Yeah, man, Dave Dave Waymer was that dude. But I was thinking about like, Todd Cook and Jimmy Spencer, and, and you and you had like Keith Taylor. Oh, my and like like John Taylor, little brother, and uh, and Gene Atkins. Gene Atkins was solid, but
1: yeah, Gene was The rest good. of the
0: dudes, the rest of the dudes were terrible. You know, and, I mean, and we but, used to
1: remember it was whenever it got to be the two minute, the two minute drill, and we just like, oh, it's over, it's over, because the secondary <laughs> is gonna get burned.
0: <laughs> right, right. Ricky them not gonna have, to, they're not gonna let Ricky Jackson get a sack in the two minute drill. They're nope, because they happen. were
1: playing prevent, and we are like, oh, all right, <laughs> here we go. No pass
0: rush. Right. right, right, That's how the 49ers beat us so many times. Oh my God, man, Rams. that's some bad memories. Woo. Oh, Flipper Anderson.
1: Woo. You know, I, I remember that night so well. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but if 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 you were if you had to choose,
0: mm-hmm.
1: to me it has to be like yeah. I I think you you can't be you can't make this right until you get the other three guys. From the dome patrol up there, because we've already lost two of them. Sam right, is right. Dead. Vaughn is Sam
0: dead. D- Terrible. And I don't understand how Sam Mills got a statue in Carolina. He don't have no, you res- He's not even in a ha- the, the ring of honor here.
1: And on like, top how does of that, that and on top of that, the keep pounding mantra that the Panthers use to Mills. this day is Sam Mills.
0: Right, like, like that's disrespectful. Like he was way better in New Orleans than he was in Carolina. And yeah, they treat that man like a Island god
1: like. in Carolina.
0: Yeah, and, and, and we don't even acknowledge him, but we put Will Smith up there. And we put the kicker in there. Like, look, don't get me wrong. Martin Anderson, Hall of Fame kicker among kickers, he's up there. But Martin Anderson made a living off of them because the offense couldn't move the ball. So he was kicking, what, 50-plus yard field goals, trying to win games because the defense held the other team to, what, less than 10 points at the time? For sure, you wouldn't score at 20 on the Saints.
1: I think the Saints organization basically has stopped acknowledging anything that happened before that. They couldn't avoid it with Ricky because he made it into the Hall of Fame. Yep. And they couldn't avoid it with Willie Rove because he makes it into the Hall of Fame. Couldn't avoid it with Mort because he made it to the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. But everything else, you do not see the reverence or the acknowledgement of those players from that era either from the Aaron Brooks era when you got the first playoff win, nobody none of those guys matter. None of those guys matter anymore. Like I said, the little Roy Glovers, he don't matter. Ain't nobody talking about him no more. You know what I mean? Right. Nobody's talking about Sammy Knight. Nobody's talking about uh, any of those guys who actually played well during that time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Joe Horn, like you said. Yeah. Uh, or what, what about a guy like uh, Kyle Turley? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Kyle Turley is just as deserving as some of those other guys i mean he played Kyle Turley was better as a,
1: as a as a tackle than will smith was as a dn oh absolutely
0: for more years
1: so i i um, mean like that that to me and when a team does that it's like with the cowboys never putting jimmy johnson up in the ring of honor
0: that's ridiculous you that that you, that's you are, that right there is why the cowboys won't win anything until jerry jones dies that 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 right there. The fact that they fired the man in the middle of a dynasty. The cat the,
1: yeah. That's and those things exist for the fans. It ain't for management. A ring of honor is no. not for management. It's for the fans. And when the fans you what you're doing is you're destroying a whole generation of fans like the the people from our generation and back. When you act like they don't exist, because you could even say Danny and Bramowitz could belong yep. up there. You know what I'm saying? Or, or don't the, but those yep. guys don't exist. You don't even see them in the you don't even see their images in the superdome. It's like they never existed at all. And I that to me is one of the biggest problems that I have with the Saints organizations that I don't feel like they have enough respect for the past.
0: People who played in that era. You know, in this current era, that's the only people that get celebrated. Like, like, they bring Reggie Bush back on the field. And, look, I ain't got nothing against Reggie. But there's a lot of lot more Saints greats that are more deserving than somebody like Reggie Bush. Like, what about somebody like Joe Johnson? Mm-hmm. Was Joe Johnson not better than Will Smith? Joe Johnson was a really good football player. Right. You know, but the Saints weren't good at the time. But, but was he not better than Will Smith? You know, like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I'm with you. Like, that, they, they need to go back and look at some of these older guys and, and, and at least welcome them back. Like, where's, uh, where's Ronaldo Turnbull?
1: And when you separate that and you take that history out of context and you don't revere it anymore, if you go to a place like Green Bay, they're going to talk about their history. If you go to a place like San Francisco, they're going to talk about their history. Dallas is going to talk about its history. New Orleans does not embrace its history, and I think that they're doing a disservice to the fans because of that.
0: Absolutely, man. I talked to I talked to my dad about the Saints all the time. And my dad's always talking about guys like John Gillen, mm-hmm. Kenny Burrow, uh uh Tony Galavereth. Galvert. Like all, all, yep, uh, yeah. yeah, all, all these guys that I hear about, and you and, you know, you go to a Saints game, they, they only you know they'll they'll bring like Pierre Thomas back. And I'm like, this dude was here like last week. Like, like, what's going on? You know, like, show me some of the some of the older guys that 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 I, that, that I get stories from my dad about. You know what I mean? I, I just I'm with you in that sense. I don't think I don't think that that's cool. I think the Saints are disrespectful to the to the past. You know, I, I don't understand it. I guess I guess because this is the peak. This is the this is the best they've ever been. So this is all they want to talk about, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But there's a lot of guys that deserve some type of credit for what they did in the past and that we don't even talk about.
1: All right, let's move on. Cause there's another program that's in some trouble and that's LSU. Yep.
0: Um,
1: th- this week we already had the sexual um, assault uh, investigation going on and the reports are supposed to come out this week on the results of that investigation, which I am already leery of cause I think this is going to be scrubbed. But then you get this week, less miles, more stuff about him, because all these things started with him in his tenure. He get settlements for sexual um, harassment and creating a hostile work environment and all these things and denials about it. And everybody's saying they didn't know anything about it. But LSU uh, staff, people are now saying, they sent the reports to the administration, and they never came back. The investigate there was an investigation, but nobody ever printed the results and shared them with the HR. All this stuff, and LSU is now under federal investigation by the Department of Education too. This program could be in a lot of trouble real soon.
0: Yeah, and and you know, I'm I'm hoping that that's not the case. But every time, every time you turn around, there's always some type of sexual harassment allegations or sexual assault allegations. That doesn't that, that's not good. You know, I always was taught where there's smoke, there's there's fire. And now you're coming back with some things that that Les Miles did. And Les Miles has been gone for about four or five years now. At this point, so it's like you know, at this point, there's a target on the LSU's back. And I don't see them surviving this. You know, because like you said, like every now and again, you can get some stuff swept under the rug. But this is this is 2021, man. This is the, the height of the Me Too movement. I don't see them just getting away with this scot-free. Like I, I just don't see them being that powerful, that untouchable. 20
1: years ago, this could have gotten swept under the rug. Oh, yeah, just, right now. But now it's two university presidents who have to answer for this. You got the current athletic director who's going to have to answer for this stuff. You're going to... You, even coach Orgeron is going to have to answer for some of these things because they happened under his watch too. There's so many people in this that if you're the current university president at LSU, if you're the current athletic director at LSU, you can't have this stuff messing up your, your future job. You know, no, like you, you can't can. have a past messing up your present. So I, I think that that Scott Woodward, he has no ties to Ed Orgeron. He didn't hire him. If it comes out and things are really bad, he ain't got no problem getting rid of Will Wade or um, Ed Orgeron if 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 some investigations come back and show that these guys were not doing what they're supposed to do.
0: Oh, absolutely, because they're not winning, you know. Like and everything. I hate to sound like that, but everything goes back to winning. Like if Coach Orgeron was coming back off of a season like he did the year before, right? He'd be a lot less expendable. But right now, you know, LSU went five and five. You know, and, and if and if he's causing not causing, but if he's the the common thread or the common denominator with all these accusations, then, yeah, you got to cut him loose. You know, if, if more allegations come out, this could be Kojo's last year in Baton Rouge, you know, and to your point um, that the current athletic director didn't hire him, Joe Oliva uh, did and, uh, and Joe Oliva didn't want to hire him. He was kind of the only guy that was there. But yep. I, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at what what they went through with trying to hire Coach Joel. You look like you look at what they went through with the defensive coordinator hire. Is this an attractive job?
1: It seems as if something ain't right because there's no reason LSU has the talent every year. Every Absolutely. year, you they they should be and they have better recruiting classes than teams that finish ahead of them, and. So it's they've had a problem with player development, particularly at the quarterback position uh, and at the linebacker position over the last few years. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, defensive like line ain't been years. great either. Nope. You, when was the last time they had a really elite defensive lineman? Glenn
0: Dorsey, maybe?
1: Yeah, it, Tyson, Tyson Jackson? D- yeah,
0: around that time. You know, yeah. like it wasn't. It, it hasn't been after that because you had a guy. You had a couple guys like uh, Hunter who went to the NFL and was really, really good. Uh, Michael Brockers went to the NFL and was better. You know, like guys flourished in the NFL because they had talent. But you didn't – but you, you know, think about it. Since after the Marcus Spears, Mm -hmm. Chad Lavely, Glenn Dorsey, Tyson Jackson, uh, Marquise Hill generation. You didn't have that anymore. When was the last time a guy was a freshman at LSU, came out of high school and played quarterback? to a respectable level it had to be like matt Flynn, but he he was like competent in playing quarterback but that's the best you example you have of developing a quarterback even with joe burrow
1: it took somebody coming from outside to say let's fling it even though you've had these five-star receivers every year at lsu lsu's been four or five receivers deep since as long as I can remember, it's just you know, that, investment riches. <laughs> and is. yet, and yet, the program essentially is Auburn. LSU is essentially Auburn.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can't beat Bama. You you're good for a national championship, maybe, maybe once every five to ten years, but you're not consistently winning eleven games. You you're know, not you're, you're not knocking top on the five door. All the program, the time. yeah. Right, but you got the talent. You got the talent. Like if you look, if you look at talent, talent for talent, I don't, I don't know of many programs that has more talent consistently than LSU, if any.
1: I don't think Ohio State, top to bottom, is as talented as LSU, and yet Ohio mm-hmm. State is better every year, generally. Absolutely. Um, you know, Clemson. I don't think Clemson, top to bottom, no, no, Mm-mm. no. But what has uh, Clemson, Clemson done? Clemson's had going back to Woody Danzler, has had a quarterback every dang year.
0: Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And a and a really good one. Yes. He's talking about some of the best quarterbacks to come out. Like so I don't I, I can't name a better college quarterback than Deshaun Watson. Not not consistently over his time out of school. Like Joe Burrow had the best year of anybody. But just cons- over the course of, like, three or four years, I don't know anybody better in the last 10, 15 years than I mean, Trevor Lawrence comes behind him yep. and comes do the same thing. You know,
1: I don't – yeah, you're right. It, it it just feels like there's something not right in in Baton Rouge. and And I understand part of it is the money because it is hard – for them, to, it is harder for LSU than maybe some other schools to put the money up, especially when you want to pay for coaches. They're not LSU's not gonna pay four, five, six million for coaches. They ain't gonna do it. But
0: and, and, and as part of the issue.
1: But at the same time, I just it, it, what is missing? It's just it's something missing in either identifying or developing talent that hurts LSU so much, and and yet. The players continue to come, and that—that that to me is just—it's you don't see that in a lot of other places.
0: LSU's got the biggest excuse of anybody, you know. Like you, nobody else can say that we have Alabama in our division.
1: But Auburn is in the Auburn is in the division that doesn't have to not like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, there are enough teams. Yes, the SEC West is very difficult. But mm-hmm. you can't tell me Texas A&M is that good. You ain't gonna convince me that Arkansas Mm-mm. is never good. Arkansas is Mm-mm. never good, and even at their best, they're a nine-win team. You know what I'm saying? We've but, not seen. We have seen no and, and,
0: and you haven't seen a nine-win Arkansas team since what McFadden?
1: Yeah. And Matt Jones. Remember when they <laughs> they didn't even throw the ball and they beat LSU in the last game of the season? Remember? When they, I think they maybe threw like 10 passes. In
0: that game? And that's when LSU won the national
1: title game. We won the national championship. Yeah. That, year. that was they lost two games and went to the championship game. <laughs> yes. would
0: McFadden be Felix Jones.
1: Yeah. And you see this over the – you get to play Mississippi and Mississippi State every year. They're both garbage. Yeah. They're both garbage. So you could say, yeah, we got Alabama. But on the other side, Georgia and Florida got to say, we got to play each other every year.
0: That's true. And you got to play Florida every year too.
1: But this is the name, of the, this is how it is in any major conference, right? This is the way it works, and LSU has to figure this out. They have to at some point because you can't keep. I mean, you don't have an in-state challenger. You know, what I'm right. saying there ain't no, there ain't no, L- you know, Louisiana University. I mean, yes, as UL, but I'm just saying it's well, not. But
0: they're not. They're They're not not on the same level. They're not taking recruits. No. And if you think about it, Louisiana has the most NFL or professional athletes per per capita than any any other state
1: in America. Yep.
0: And so you you you
1: get all the recruits, but you're also getting them from California. You're getting them from Florida. You're getting kids from Texas. You're getting kids from Ohio. You're getting kids from all over the place. So you're a nationally recruiting program. You're not a regional program at all. So I I mean, it's a puzzle that's never been figured out because it, it, it's been this way for LSU for 50 years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, and I don't, you know, ever since what Tulane left the SEC, what was that?
1: The last thing I would have hit you with um, is you saw, you saw the criticism that LeBron James got this week from a sock player who said that athletes should stay You know, and famous people should stay out of politics and stay out of things like that.
0: You know, like LeBron James. And I've been critical of LeBron James for maybe some of the moves he's made in free agency and maybe some of the things he's done or may have not done on the court. However, LeBron James is the superstar that young black kids deserve to see. And because of that, he's a threat. So LeBron you know LeBron, he empowers his friends. He he made he made a way for like uh, Rich Paul and Maverick Carter to do their thing. When he rolls up, he he's the ultimate family man. You see this man being a parent, like he's a professional basketball player, but you see him present at his kids' games and things like that, and interacting with his family. He's never embarrassed his wife. He speaks out on political issues. He opens a school. He invests in his community. Like, he does all the right things. And for a long time, I remember when I was a kid, Charles Barkley said that, you know, Black kids, the only way they think they can be successful is as an athlete or like an entertainer, right? So now Black kids have this, have this star who's an athlete, so he's appealing To, like, the kids, because the kids think that's cool. Like, don't get me wrong, like, Barack Obama was important, you know, because he's the first black president. You know, you can't tell me anything negative about Barack. But to children, LeBron is more appealing. So if LeBron is voicing his opinion and LeBron is saying these things, he's much more of a threat than almost anybody else. So you got to tear like people have to tear LeBron down for that reason. I don't think it's right, and I love the way LeBron carries himself, and that that's just it. And as long as LeBron continues to voice his opinion, he's going to get attacked. We can go through our history where there, there's been there's been white men who's been athletes, then go on into politics and do their thing, and and they were celebrated, you know, but. When the black athlete has to say something, he's told to shut up and dribble, or he's told that he should stay in his lane and things of that nature. And that's just an attempt to control black people and to control the power that black people have. You know, you try to shut up minorities. And when somebody like LeBron is out here speaking the truth and saying these things that that, gets, that, that gives knowledge to other people, you got to attack him. Like, look, I don't care what LeBron's ACT scores or, SC's, or SAT scores were. Even if that was something relevant, test, sco- test scores aren't indicative of how smart you are. They're indicative of how you were prepared for the test and your test-taking skills. And if you think about this, you know, LeBron and I are the same age. LeBron and I graduated high school the same year. So while, you know, I know he's up north, so he was taking that SAT, and I was taking the ACT. Once I got a high enough ACT score to get tops, I quit. I wouldn't even worry about the ACT after that. Also, if you compare me to eight from 18 years old, David, to where mm-hmm. I am now, I am light years ahead of where I was because I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I've grown as a person. I've learned a lot. Like, I can talk politics now. I couldn't do that at 18. So so I can talk about, you know, finances and, and, and things that I should know as a man where I couldn't do it as 18. So I don't understand what he knew at 18 years old when he took the SAT. I don't understand what, what, what relevance that has at all about what he's saying now. Like, that's just another way to attack him that doesn't make sense. Nope. Because in 20 years, the man has learned a lot. The man has been all over the globe. Like that—that's a teacher in itself. Like, I—it's I, just stupid for them to even use that to say that he's dumb, because he's grown so much as a person since then. You know, like I think it's disgusting the way they talk about him and the way they treat him and and and, and others. You know, mm-hmm. I—I just—I don't know. It's—it's it's, it's ridiculous. I could, I can ramble on and on about that because no, it, it just, pisses it really me off.
1: Me this week. It just because it, it, it should have. Was- it was an unnecessary thing to do at all because when you you name check lebron in particular what you are what you are doing that is that is with intent you are you right. are making sure that everybody knows that you're calling out this individual and this cat don't even live in america
0: right and but, that's, this, that's, but but for him to say that and other people who, who are who are who are repeating it and quoting it that's just – that's just – those people wanted to say the same thing and didn't have the balls to say. Yep. That's what that is. Because and, – and you got to put LeBron at the forefront. Because if you look at it, the NBA is different. You know, like, like, you know, we talk about it all the time. Michael Jordan was the face of the NBA. Michael Jordan didn't talk politics. Michael Jordan stayed out of that. So nobody talked about politics. Kobe Bryant didn't get – Political either when he was when he was on top of the league, Shaq, none of these guys. But LeBron becomes the face of the league. LeBron talks politics. LeBron talks about racial injustice. LeBron talks about what's going on in the country. LeBron talks about his experience as a black man. What do you see? Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum,
1: Kyrie, Doc
0: Rivers, Kyrie. You have a league full of people: Chris Paul, Carmelo Anthony, George Hill. You have a league of black men speaking about their experience as black men and when, and, and the thing about it is, if you think about it, black men, we were always program to not share our feelings, to not share our thoughts, to not be vulnerable. But when you can have black men to voice what they're going through and voice what they're experiencing, that makes everybody stronger and that's what, you know, the system don't want.
1: And and beyond that, this is the thing to me, they're not just talking it. So these dudes it. are out there out out there doing the work. So if you want to say I don't have time for celebrities who talk, but don't do, I'm with you. I'm absolutely yeah, with you. But the man is putting his money literally putting his money where his mouth is. Now I can dis- there are things I disagree with the way LeBron handles it. There are absolutely mm-hmm. things politically that I disagree with. I thought I disagreed with some of the things he did, how he handled things in the bubble at times. But oh, absolutely. overall, I'm not, I can't knock a man who actually has taken the money out of his pocket and has spent his time riding his bike through Akron every summer to raise money, building a school, doing, sending kids to college. I can't, how am I who has, has done none of those things, And certainly I don't have the means, but how am I going to name check LeBron James when he's actually done those things? And like you said, also built up other professionals to create more job opportunities for them. All those things are what we say people are supposed to do. That's what we say being a citizen is, is creating a better environment for other people. And you're going to say because he's famous, he doesn't have Mm -hmm. the right to do that.
0: Come yeah, on, man, nah. you're saying it's because, because he's a he's basketball black.
1: player, it's because yeah, that's, that's
0: exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Like, nobody said nothing when Jack Kemp would be, be a senator, didn't he yep. run for president
1: at one point? He was vice presidential nominee for Bob but, Dole, and this was, yeah, right. all AFL quarterback in Buffalo.
0: Yeah, yep, you know, nobody said anything. Ronald Reagan was an actor, yep, you know, Schwarzenegger, actor, yep. you know, like nobody. Like like when let they Denzel do it, let Denzel Washington
1: fine. run for office. Let Denzel Washington run for office, and let's see what they say.
0: Oh man, they go. They, they, oh, they go eat Denzel up. They go tell him stick to acting.
1: Yep.
0: They go tell him stick to acting, man. You know. I, I well, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Know. For the disgusting. rest of his
1: life is governor Arnold Schwarzenegger. All right. Right. <laughs> and and, and it can barely speak English. So I I just the hypocrisy of it, and but I the one thing that that really was great though was in the WNBA that that's the story to get Kelly Loeffler, the former, um, you know, us Senator who got defeated by Raphael Warnett, Warnock or mm-hmm. um, to see her lose her ownership of oh, the yeah. Atlanta dream. And for a player who now has stake in two professional teams, Renee Montgomery to have stake in two professional teams and now to be part owner of the team that she used to play for, that is a beautiful thing.
0: Oh, man, it's, it's a very beautiful thing, man. And WNBA and the NBA, too. They just get it right. Not,
1: I not think get, the it, WNBA in right. particular. Because I think those, yeah, absolutely. those women have been at the forefront of this and have risked more. Have risked more yeah. because they have – for them, if they lose what they have, they're not losing, they don't have millions to fall back on. You know what I mean? So right. for them, if they lose, they really lose. And no,
0: absolutely. Cause, cause the, cause you know, to your point, you know, LeBron can't play no basketball no more. He said like this, he said, set, Bronny said Bronny's, set, Bronny's children said, you know, like they, they're good. So I'm with you on that point. You know, I, I just feel like as a league, you know, when you talk about all the professional sports, just, just uh, I feel like the WNBA and the NBA has done a great job at understanding the climate that we're in and adapting.
1: And I think that we're seeing now that players, whether it be Kyrie, whether it be uh, Renee Montgomery, whether it be whomever, I think players are starting to understand that they do not need to operate within the system to break it. And Renee Montgomery broke it, and I love it. Yep. And I want to see more people break that. More people need to break the system. I think it's coming, brother.
0: I'm I'm curious to see what LeBron does when he retires.
1: Oh, I want to see a lot of these guys because I think that they there's going to be so. You you think about it you you're going to have a number of players who're going to retire with more than four hundred to five hundred million dollars in their bank accounts if they did right by themselves. Right, you know what I mean. If they had smart business people, because I remember Shaq saying a long time ago, he still never spent any of his NBA checks because of all the endorsement yeah. money he made,
0: and and, so, and the money Shaq makes now make his NBA money seem like
1: regular people money. Because the man ain't stupid. You can see again, right. people would just you look at Shaq and people say, "Oh, Shaq, Shaq is a as a doctorate, he actually does," and that man has figured out how to make money hand over fist. And the same with Magic Johnson. When Magic Johnson was at Michigan State, everybody used to say, Magic never went to class. Okay, he left after his sophomore year. Magic one of the richest black people, rich people bar none. The man owns uh, pieces of everything. So yep. your, that formal education bullshit that they try to use against black folk. Well, at some point when they Good. get their money together and these guys retire and they're friends. We know all these guys are friends now. It's not like it used to be. So all these cats are friends and you start putting your 400 million with my 300 million with this. They're going to be I I would either I see a future where there's a lot of minority groups marshalling their money to buy teams
0: or. Oh, absolutely.
1: I see a future where some of these dudes say, why don't we start our own league? For the NBA to keep being the
0: dominant league, they're going to have to let some of these guys buy in at some point.
1: That's the only thing that might be
0: 10 15 years down the road,
1: and we're gonna we, we are really gonna see. I, I think we're gonna see some dramatic shifts, um, one way or another over the next. It, it's never fast enough, but I think there's there's a a different mindset that's coming up and a different awakening. Um, I kept you a long time, and I appreciate you, you giving me this much time. Please tell the folks how they can. I know you, like you said, you, you're getting back into it. But let the folks know how they can keep up with you, when once you get everything rolling again.
0: Oh man! So uh, my Twitter is George underscore Becknell. Um, my 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 Instagram is at Becknell Media. You know, I'm always I'm always doing some things, and uh, I, I'm more than open to having a little sports debate anytime.
1: Man, I appreciate you so much, and um, it was great chopping it up, and we're going to have to do this again soon.
0: Oh, absolutely, brother. Anytime, anything for you, bro.
1: I appreciate it. And, again, that's George Begnell. And y'all know how to find me, at Grub on Instagram and Twitter, and, of course, the website, HITPwithDG.com. We'll be back again tomorrow with another edition. Until then, this has been R.E.C.